Today on the Dad the Best I Can show. So one day when he was at this bar in Sacramento in a hotel, he ran into Charles Barkley, <laughs> his favorite celebrity. He really loved basketball. And so my dad went up and he asked for a photo. Um, and he, my dad must have said something to Charles that just got him really interested. They basically just started talking for hours and eventually it led to them going to dinner together. Hey now, welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. My name is Rob Roseman, who wants to be a millionaire legend, Chicago futures trader, Vegas poker pro. Now I'm a dad to three kids ages six, four, and one. Phew, wears me out just thinking about it. Each week we're bringing on dads like you to tell us your stories, your tips and tricks to help all of us make it through dad life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get on with the show. All right. Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. Today we have a very special episode that I feel truly honored to be a part of and share with you guys. We are lucky to be joined by Shirley Wong. Shirley is a writer and radio journalist in Iowa City, and she wrote a really touching story about her dad, Lin Wong, who passed away last year, and the unlikely friendship he shared with NBA superstar Charles Barkley. Yes, you heard that right, the Charles Barkley. Some of you guys may have heard this story. Charles talked about it on Jimmy Kimmel, and it's kind of gone viral. But I'm sure a lot of you have not heard it. So I'm really excited and honored to have Shirley on today to share it with you guys. Thank you for being here, Shirley. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, I have to admit, I stumbled upon this piece that you wrote about your dad, and it made me tear up. It made me laugh. <laughs> it made me smile. And like... I really felt like I knew you and your dad after reading it. So it, it, had, it had all of those effects. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about, about your father for those of you that haven't heard the story? Yeah, so my dad, he grew up in China, moved to the U.S. when he was 28. Uh, and he was a really funny guy. He told a lot of stories. He loved to go to dinner parties and just kind of make, leave the table in laughter. And basically, he was very outgoing. And so one day when he was at this bar in Sacramento in a hotel, he ran into Charles Barkley, <laughs> his favorite celebrity. He really loved basketball. And so my dad went up and he asked for a photo. Um, and he, my dad must have said something to Charles that, just got him really interested. They basically just started talking for hours and eventually it led to them going to dinner together. Um, and then they saw each other the next night and the next night again, just by chance in the same bar and they exchanged numbers. And Charles was kind of like, if you're ever in these cities, um, Phoenix, New York or Atlanta, you can hang out with me. And so my dad did just that. <laughs> they developed a really funny friendship, just like this, you know, my dad's like a cat litter scientist from Iowa, just like super regular dad. <laughs> I mean, I, I loved him so much. and um, He was my dad. And Yeah. So like any, 
any dad telling your kid a story, did you not believe your dad? And I'm sure he did plenty of dad things where he embarrassed you with stories or just uh, like when your dad tells you he met Charles Barkley, are you like, yeah, right? I think you, you in, your, in your story, you showed a screenshot of his phone and it's hilarious. Tell, tell us about like how you how you came to believe this story. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did not. Well, because my dad would come home with all these selfies right, of him and Charles together. And I would just say, oh, cool, dad. Like, I sort of know who Charles Barkley is. Not really. <laughs> my friends tell me he's a big deal, but I never follow basketball. Um, but I kind of thought, you know, why would this guy be super famous? Why would he be friends with my dad? So I kind of thought my dad was just this, like, fangirl or ours person um, following Charles around. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but, you know, when my, when my dad got sick, um, Things really changed. Their friendship changed a lot. And I don't know if I should spoil what happened. Should I tell what happened? Or do you want people to listen to it? All right, we're going to play a clip here from Shirley Wong on the Only a Game podcast from WBUR. Here's Shirley. Charles Barkley's friends couldn't quite place this mystery guest. He wasn't a basketball player, he wasn't a sports figure, and he wasn't from Barkley's hometown. Here's what I can tell you about him. He wore striped red polo shirts, tucked into khaki shorts, and got really excited about two-for-one deals. He was a commuter. He worked as a cat litter scientist in Muscatine, Iowa. In short, he was everyone's suburban dad. More specifically, he was my dad. You know, it was obviously a very difficult time. That's Charles Barkley. And the next thing I know, he shows up. Everybody's like, who's the Asian dude? over there and I just I, I just started laughing I said, that's my boy Lynn they're like how do you know him I said it's a long story a long story that started four years ago he has a big personality that's my dad Lin Wong I actually recorded this interview with him in 2017 he told me he knew about Charles Barkley long before he met him well yeah he's a you know top 50 players in, in the history of the NBA for many years, he was the number two guy, right after Michael Jordan. Whenever we attended dinner parties, my dad would talk about his friend, Charles Barkley. The first time my dad told the story, I didn't pretend to know who this person was. Basketball has never been my thing. Like a good millennial, I googled Charles Barkley. He seemed pretty famous, and definitely not like anyone who would be friends with my dad. About two years ago, I asked my dad if I could see their texts. They were mostly messages from my dad that ended with an excessive number of exclamation points. In one of the texts, in which my dad calls Barkley brother, my dad wrote, Brother, you are so popular! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Watching your Capital One commercials in March Madness every year is almost like eating turkeys in Thanksgiving! Exclamation point, exclamation point. It has become a must-do thing in March! Exclamation point. Good for you! Exclamation point, exclamation point. I told my dad the conversation seemed pretty one-sided and handed the phone back. As I talked about the relationship with more and more people, I began to think that either my dad was one of the luckiest basketball fans ever, or this whole thing was an elaborate joke, a dinner for schmucks type situation. But no, the friendship was real. (laughs) It was like one of the most random things yeah, I was on business trip and stayed in one of the hotels and was working in the lobby. 
and I, I saw Charles Barkley. I was in Sacramento speaking at a, a charity event. So I just wanted to say hi. I don't want to pick, take a picture with him. I was just sitting at the bar, and me and your dad were the only two people in there. And we just sit down and started talking. <laughs> He's a super nice guy. And before we knew it, we looked at each other like, yo, man, I'm hungry. And we said, well, let's go to dinner. It turned into a two-hour dinner. And then we actually went back to the bar, just sit there and talk for another couple hours. And the rest is history. My dad and Barkley saw each other again in the bar the next night. And the night after that, at the end of the third night... You know, certainly I, I told him I had a good time talking with him, hanging out with him. He, he said the same thing to me. And he left the phone number. He said, whenever you're in Atlanta, New York City, or Phoenix, check out with me. If I'm in town, we'll hang out, have a good time. Over the next few years, whenever my dad was in those cities, he would text Barkley, and they would hang out. I mean, it's just a fun time. I mean, like, when he came to Atlanta and came to the show and things, you know, my friends, Shaq, Ernie, Kennedy, they enjoyed just meeting him. They got dinner together. I think I had a Thai basil noodle. It was pretty good. I had it right inside the office. Spent time on the set of Inside the NBA. He likes to clean. There's several big can of cleaning webs right on his desk. Every time he sit down, he clean his desk. Watched basketball games. And Iowa lost in Maryland that day. I'm pretty sure they did some partying too, but that I don't know much about. Your dad is one of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not just saying it. I mean, think about it. It, it was just, it's fun to be with your friends. You know, because mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like I don't have that many friends that I want to be around. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, you know a lot of people, but when you go spend time with your friends, it's a whole different animal. Back home, my dad's co-workers would tease him about Barkley and ask him about the story all the time. My dad didn't mind that they didn't believe him. He even made a slideshow of photos of him and Barkley together for our community's Chinese New Year celebration. Totally irrelevant to the holiday. Why do you think, like, out of all the people that he's interacted with, that you became friends with him? Like, what is, what is it about you and him? that made that last? I think we had a good conversation. We agree with each other, a lot of point of views. You know, he grew up in, in the 70s in Alabama. His father left him and his mother when he was little. He grew up with grandma and mother, and the grandma and mother cleaned up house for somebody else to make a living. Tough life for him. But you know, he's well-respected professionally. You know, that's his story. My dad moved to Iowa from China in the 90s. He felt that Barkley and him had similar experiences. So to me, as an as a, as a Asian in the U.S., I felt as long as I do a good job, people will respect me. Barkley and my dad both worked hard. So hard, they believed that the color of their skin didn't matter. In Chinese, we'd say that dad sometimes would hu shu ba dao. That meant that sometimes he was known for spewing rubbish. 
I know that basketball fans might say Barkley often does the same. Remembering the mother of Charles Barkley. Today, folks in Leeds said goodbye to Charcy Glenn. She died at her home this week. When my dad heard on the news that Barkley's mother had passed away, my dad looked up the funeral details, hopped on a plane to Lids, Alabama. It ain't easy to get to those places. I'm from a very small town. And my dad showed up for his friend. Afterwards, he went to dinner with Barkley and his family. For your dad to take the time to come to the funeral meant a great deal to me. Then, in May 2016, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He had tumors in his heart. I took that fall off from school. My dad and I watched mobster movies together. Action movies. Kung fu movies. When the credits rolled, we'd flip to a basketball game. Just me and him, watching a lot of TV in our living room. Days passed by. Whale of a playoff game in Oklahoma City tonight in the Thunder. Even the series in the Western Conference semis with San Antonio. Then months. From the set of Saturday Night Live in New York City, it's Inside the NBA. Hello, hello, with Charles Barkley. Then it was two years. And he never told you that he was sick, correct? No, because I called him and got mad at him when I found out. <laughs> uh, I was like, dude, you, this, dude, we're friends. You can tell me. You're not bothering me. You know me well enough. If you were bothering me, I would tell you you were bothering me. What Barkley didn't know was that my dad watched him almost every night on TNT. And while he rested and healed, my dad was laughing along with Barkley. He kept my dad company. I think the Cavs bench is underrated. June 2018, NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors versus Cleveland Cavaliers. My dad was staying in palliative care at the hospital. He loved the Warriors. I visited and read him sports highlights. He didn't get to watch J.R. Smith's late mistake in game one live when Smith forgot the score. I tried to get him to laugh about Smith dribbling away from the hoop because he thought his team was ahead. But it was a Sunday afternoon and my dad was tired. The summer light filled his room, then the day faded and dusk began to enter. After it was all over, I went through my dad's phone and texted all his friends. I wrote, hi, this is Shirley. My dad just passed away. The funeral was the day after the NBA Finals. My dad's favorite team, the Golden State Warriors, had won the night before. The funeral was set near the outskirts of Iowa City in a house by the woods. I was talking to my childhood friend when she suddenly looked stunned I turned to look behind me, and standing there, drenched in sweat from the Iowa summer, towering over everyone in the room at six feet six inches tall, was Charles Barkley. I had not met anybody in your family. I didn't know anybody there. <laughs> but we all knew you. Everyone watched, astonished as this man, this man we only knew from TV, this worldwide celebrity, walked down the aisle, looked at us, inside. Later, after it all, I texted Barkley and asked him, why my dad? Why did he matter so much to you? And recently, I called him up and asked, what did you even have to talk about? Well, I think, well, first of all, clearly he's a, he, he was a fan. Right, big time. Uh, but I think the main thing we talked about was you and your brother. 
Um, what did you guys talk about? What did he say? In, um... Well, I think it was more that he was proud. And we, because I got a daughter too. I'm just really, really proud of her because I think she's a good person. And your dad was so proud of you and your brother. And we just talked about, because listen, as an adult, and you too young to understand this now, and all you want is your kids to be happy. That's what you work for, to give your kids everything in life. The more Charles Barkley and I talked, I realized just how close he and my dad were. Barkley knew so much about me and my life, even though this is the first time he and I had ever talked. It gives me great memories and great joy to know that uh, that I was a friend of his. Just hearing about him at the funeral, what he had accomplished uh, and what he was trying to help other people accomplish just made me even, I, I wish he bragged more about, I wish he bragged more about himself. So let me get this straight. You were impressed by him. Uh, yeah. At the funeral, people shared memories of my dad and made me realize that, for example, he was not just a cat litter chemist, but an industry-changing scientist with a PhD, and not just an immigrant, but someone who reached out to Chinese newcomers, and not just a thoughtful guy, but someone people trusted for advice. I realized that even after he passed away, I would continue to learn things about my dad. Hey, listen, you stay in touch. Please tell your mom I said hello. Give her a big kiss. Tell your brother I said hello. And listen, just keep doing you. It's your time now. Don't forget that. Yeah. Okay. That's the most important thing. Your dad prepared you to take care of yourself. Yeah. He prepared you for that. Right. I was blessed to know him and, and know you too. Thank you for your time. You're welcome, baby. You take it easy here. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I know how much his friendship with Charles Barkley meant to my dad. It was not just a relationship with a celebrity. It shed light on the possibilities of this world. A world where someone like him could just say something cool, something charming, and befriend someone like Charles Barkley. I'm so glad that now I get to share my dad's number one dinner party story. You know, that's what really struck me about your piece is, first of all, how awesome it is that you're paying tribute to your dad. And I really think, you know, I wanted to say to you how proud he would be, you know, that you're putting yourself out there and sharing his story. And I think it's really important for other people that have lost parents or siblings or friends or anything that, you know, to kind of have that ability to, you know, grieve and connect and things like that. So I just wanted to commend you for, first of all, writing a great piece, but really sharing it with the world. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been really great to hear from other uh, classmates and different acquaintances who, you know, I never knew had lost someone at a very young age when we don't have all these different skills or like the emotional capacity to deal with something as heavy. Um, and I would say I'm not, I, I've always written and it's always been very cathartic for me. So it's a lot of this, you know, personal processing that I do out in the open. 
but I would say that grieving is just, it's such a confusing <laughs> experience and I don't think I've mastered it at all, <laughs> but I am learning how to deal with it. And I, I would say that, you know, hearing from other people about how that, how my dad would have been proud of me or, you know, that I'm brave for putting this story out there is, is really comforting. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. I mean, just, just earlier you said that your dad was bold and fearless and would go up to people. So it seems like maybe even if you didn't know that or don't take it to his extreme, you've got some of those qualities in there too. And um, yeah, I'm sure it is mixed emotions, you know, like uh, getting all the attention for this, but the fact that you are using it, you know, for good and to tell his story. And, you know, even, you know, on a podcast like this, part of the reason I created it is to help other dads kind of leave a little bit of digital audio legacy for their kids and their families. And I, I think you're really, you do a great job of that with your writing and uh, the stories that you're telling. Oh, that's really interesting. That's an interesting project for you to take on. I think that's really great, right? It's like you can just pass a link on to your kids and tell them, you know, your dad was like this <laughs> or your family thought this was you. That's really great. I like that mission. Yeah, is that one one of the things that you kind of learn from the thing is like, whoa, my dad was way cooler than I thought he was, or uh, I just thought of him as you know boring old dad that made me do stuff, and actually he had a he had a life and adventures too. Yeah, I mean, especially when someone is no longer in your life, you're allowed to spin all these tales about them, right? And for me, it's it is really comforting to think of him as this kind of very bold figure, very loving and very fierce and strong. Um, type of dad and it it just kind of helps me remember the really good memories and the type of love he gave me when he was alive um, so I'm happy to have this memorial to him we received one of the big kind of basketball fan moments we received a letter from Adam Silver who's like the commissioner of the NBA wait I don't know if that's right uh, something like that yeah that's right yeah <laughs> And it's just on our fridge. And when I received the letter, I, yeah, I, I, again, I don't really know basketball. And they kind of texted my friends like, hey, this guy just sent me a letter from the NBA. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool, that kind of stuff. And I just, there's so many moments like these that are happening that I just can't fully appreciate because of who I am and what kind of um, interests I have. So it would be nice if you was here to kind of, you know, obsess over it <laughs> in a way that I couldn't, that I can't. So. I, I feel like this is like almost, uh, it's like a buddy comedy, like a movie, like your dad and Charles were like kindred spirits, you know, like how did they come together the way they did? It's really just serendipity and random. And, you know, it like has allowed you to share his story and share his life. So there, it seems like there was a reason behind it. Yeah, I mean, when you hear this story too, right, Charles kind of talks about, and my dad, they both kind of talk about something that they found in common, which was that they both are people of color growing up in the U.S. So for my dad, that was kind of an immigrant experience. He came here, you know, going to graduate school with already that background, but he feels like he achieved a sort of American dream. Um, you know, he came here with not much money in his pocket, but a lot of um, like cultural capital, being able to go to grad school and whatnot, and feels that he's established a pretty good home and a stable family in Iowa. Whereas, 
you know, Charles, he also feels like he kind of pulled himself up by his bootstraps. He grew up very low income in Alabama, and basketball was really what launched him into this kind of like huge stardom. So they both really felt like they had come to America and really fulfilled something very grand, something very beyond them, something that they were supposed to do in this kind of place. Um, and yeah, and so, you know, I have different opinions about how that kind of all works out, but um, they they really believed in that as um, as people of, as men of their generation, I think. And um, they talked about that a lot, about what people could do to lift themselves up as well. Shirley, I really appreciate you being on here and, and telling your story and, and paying a real tribute to your, to your dad. I know he'd be proud. Yeah, for all the dads out there, huh? <laughs> Nudge your kids and tell them, why don't you ask me more questions? <laughs> Something like that. That is big, right? Is that, that that could be a message that you could bring out, you know, learn about your dads and their stories as well. Yeah, I think definitely take any chance you get to sit your folks down, sit any caretaker or guardian in your life down and just ask them questions about, you know, their favorite stories and their memories because people can really surprise you with them. Yes, very good. I appreciate it, Shirley. And thank you for being on the Dad the Best I Can show. Where can people learn more about uh, where to find you and your writing and everything? Um, they can follow me on Twitter at Shirley Cheryl W or have a website, shirleywang.myportfolio.com. Awesome, Shirley. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars. We could do better than that. Brooks? Infinity. Infinity stars. Cameron, how many stars? Infinity thousand. Infinity thousand. You got to one-up them in this household. Thanks. See you.